Gary Saunders. Welcome to a Senior Moment Radio Show. You can listen to me here every Saturday on WFO Radio 96.5, 1080 at 11 o'clock. And we're here trying to give out the best information we can for our seniors and the people who are listening who um, want to learn about what's going on in Buffalo and some of the great people we have in Buffalo. Yes, um, today we have a great show. We have our own legendary history historian, uh, Eva Doyle, on. And she's going to call in. She has a new book, and she's going to talk a little bit about history and how she loves history so much. And then after she gets off, we're going to have Mike Kane. He is the he's the deputy district attorney for uh, Erie County, and he is going to be taking uh, running for John Flynn's seat, our district attorney right now. Everybody knows John. And so we're going to see what Mike's got to say and what he's going to do about uh, filling those big old shoes that John, John Flynn put on because uh, he really was in our community a lot. And so uh, we're sponsored by uh, Roswell Park, Roswell Park a Comprehensive uh, Institution. Uh, you know, if you take an assessment on your on yourself and check out and go get uh, a screening at Roswell if you have cancer. Uh, if you think you have cancer or your primary doctor says they see something, you should go to the best and that's Roswell. You know, we got other cancer institutions around here, but Roswell is the place is one of the number one uh, uh, cancer research centers in, in New York State. So go to Roswell. On um, Wednesday, Roswell's going to have their tree lighting. Yeah, I think it's at 430, so you might want to go up there and give them a call. But if you want to get some cancer, uh, uh, if you want to, they do plenty of outreach. They have the new facility next door now uh, that they built just for the community to come in for outreach. Um, go, it's right on Michigan. Go over there and tell them, listen, I need an assessment. I need a screening. You know, they do breast cancer screening. They do lung cancer screening, prostate, all kind of stuff, you know. And Roswell is here to help us. So, hey, on the weather outside today, it's uh, raining, but it's warm. It's raining, but it's warm. Um, and so, and we want to say, uh, there's a, there's a if, for Christmas shopping, there's a closure shop. I still don't have their address. It's on, um, it's on uh, 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 Broadway and Depew. It's called Fun Fashions, and this, this African black woman, she has a great clothing shop. So called Fun Fashions is right on Broadway in Depew. If you go out right out Broadway, you can't miss it. I'll get the address for you. I apologize, but you know, hey, um, today right around the corner from Waffle is the Soulful Christmas. Um, I see there's a lot of activities right on Michigan and Broadway, um, on Michigan and yeah, Michigan and Broadway, right on the corner in the African American Heritage Corridor. It's a lot of stuff going on, man. I see horseback riding and a lot of uh, stuff that Santa's hanging around. It's our Soulful Christmas right on Michigan and, 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 and our African-American corridor. So come on down on Michigan and Broadway and have a good old time. Um, uh, what else do I have to say here? I think we got Eva Doyle on the line, so we better go right to her because I know she's waiting for us. Uh, good morning, Miss Doyle. Yes, good morning. How you doing? I'm I'm doing fine. Now, Mrs. Saunders. Now, Ms. Doyle, um, let me ask I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to be on your sh your show. I listen to you every week. And you said that. I know. Yes, you're I doing know. a great job. I know, and I'm I'm without Facebook today and everything, and I'm I'm just running around with my head cut off and uh, but I got you, and I'm on the line, so we're going to try to get through this this morning. Um, so, Ms. Doyle, you know, a lot of people know Eva Doyle, and they don't really understand that you are our community historian. 
okay? And so, yes. and you, you mainly African-American history in the city of Buffalo yes. and nation, nationally, you do that, and you're recognized for that. But tell our listeners a little bit about Eva Doyle. Well, you know, actually, uh, a lot of people may not know it. I was actually born in Niagara Falls. Okay. And uh, my father, he uh, worked in Niagara Falls in, uh, at a steel plant there, and he um, moved us to Buffalo when I was probably about seven or eight years old. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we, we moved into the old Talbot Mall projects on Jefferson and Clinton. And that's where I went to school. I went I graduated from East High School, graduated from Buffalo State, and so on. And uh, so, uh, and we actually lived on the West Side before that. Okay. We we lived on Rhode Island and Shenango. All right. And my sisters, uh, my two sisters, and my brother, we were the first African American students to go to School Thirty Eight. Uh, the uh, uh, population was mostly Italian and Irish. So that's a little bit about my background. And so uh, I always wanted to be a teacher uh-huh. because there are 16 teachers in my family. Right. Okay, so, so you know, Mr. O, why did you, um, now you are a historian, but why did yes. you start researching history? What, 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 what took you to that? Well, you know, it, it's, there are two, th- two things that happened. First of all, uh, I taught. Uh, I've been uh, for. I taught in the classroom in Buffalo for a little over thirty years. But for the first twenty-five years, I, I taught at the Campus West School, which is on the campus of Buffalo State College. And um, that during the time uh, when I was teaching first and second grade. Buffalo was observing the 150 years of history because Buffalo was incorporated into a city in 1832. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to do, I wanted to read a book about the Buffalo's black community. So I went to the school library, and there was no book. I went to the central library, and there was no book. Now, what years was this? This was back when? So... So what happened was I told my, my late husband, Brother Romeo, he was known as Brother Romeo mm-hmm. all over the city. I told him, so he made a suggestion. He said, why don't you write a book? Okay. I had never written a book before. So what I did, I sat at my di- dining room table with about, about seven sheets of typing paper, and I started to make some notes. And the result was my first book called Buffalo's Black Community, which I published in uh, 1982. The book is 41 years old, Mr. Saunders. Wow. And it's still available. People still ask for it. I used to, when I was a vendor at Juneteenth, I would always have this book on my table. And so I would tell people, well, this is a book, this is a book for children, but the, but the adults after they looked at the book, they said, I don't consider this to be a children's book, Ms. Doyle, because I don't know the information in the book. I talked about the first black man to ever come to Buffalo. His name was Joseph Hodge. 
And he lived with the Seneca Indians. His, he was known as Black Joe. He was actually the first businessman in the city. Did, did, did he have the um, Black Joe? Did he have? Did he? His house was on the Canal side or something like that. I think you talked yes, about it. Yes, it was near the Canal side, yeah. not too far from the I one ninety. He had a he had a log cabin there. He had a business. He was he was actually the first one of the first tavern owners in the city of Buffalo. Back in the, he was in. He came to Buffalo in the late 1700s. Mm-hmm. We don't know the exact date. And he married a Seneca woman, and he could speak the language of the Senecas fluently. And he was a guide for the white settlers who came to Buffalo. So I wrote about that, and I also wrote about the fact that Jefferson Avenue used to be called Pollard Street. Okay. And there were no black people on Jefferson in the early 1900s. It was all German. So, Mr. At, at the end of Jefferson, when the old series used mm-hmm. to be, mm-hmm. they had a park there called Luna Park. So that's just, uh, and also I just want to add this. I talked about our supermarket, Spigmos. It's in this book. So that's just a little bit. That's your first, first book. book, right? Now you've done thirteen since then, book. right? So and, let me ask you. And like I said, let me let me ask you something because this is very interesting. Because I want to know about this, and because I, um, Eye on History. That's your column. That's the and, name of my column. And that's now, in the that's Buffalo the News. Thing. That's in the Criterion and the Challenger. It started. Well, it started in the Challenger. Okay. Uh, Eye on History. The the uh, Challenger used to be located on Fillmore about a block from the Martin Luther King mm-hmm. Park. And Sister L. Nisa, I stopped in there one day. I just wanted to write one article a tribute to Dr. King. And so she asked me, she said, why don't you write another article? And, and so I wrote another article. And since that time, 19, I start, I've been writing this column since 1979. I have written close to 5,000 articles. Wow on African-American history, uh, not only our community, but history all over the United States. And the column is called Eye on History, and it continues today. Is It will be officially 45 years old in February. It has never missed a week being published in the city of Buffalo for 45 years and I want to thank, uh, it's in the criterion, I want to thank Aldisa for mm-hmm. giving me the start. I want to thank the Meriwether family for continuing to publish Ion History. Do you, so, okay, so you, you are you know, you're known nationally for your history, right? Yes, yes. What has happened over the last 10 years, uh, you know, let me just say this, because uh, this reminds me of something. Mm-hmm. After I after I wrote that column for 10 years, I came home and I told my husband, I said, I'm not going to write anymore. Uh, and he said, why not? I said, well, I'm tired. It's too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much work. Too much. And he looked at me and he said, you can't stop. You have to continue to write that column <laughs> because everywhere I go, people talk about how you are educating this community. So... My, I have to give credit to my husband, Brother Romeo. So he was the one responsible for me to continue. Now, I have my column has appeared nationally in the mm-hmm. Chicago Defender. Wow. 
the African-American yeah, Chronicle right. in Chicago. It has been in the Buffalo News for the last for the last uh, uh, 14 years. My column has been printed on the Buffalo News in February every Sunday for 14 years straight, and I have to thank the editors. And you know, one thing about it, if you, if you have read my column in the news... One thing about it, they never change anything that I write. Yeah. They never do. They have, I think they respect my work, They res- and they have done many articles on my, uh, my life, my writing, my teaching, and I acknowledge that. I also have written for the Geneva Times uh-huh. and, for, and have, have been invited to speak in South Carolina. Carolina and other places around the country as well. So you've been you've been you've been all over the place, yeah. At Alfred University, about three weeks, someone called me from Alfred University. They have my new book. Okay, we want to get into that new book. I was surprised when they called me because they have my book in their library. Wow, the new one. The new one. And it just you just so now let's get into the book because you you've you've published thirteen. You yes, no 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 you're great you're great you you published thirteen books, right? Yeah, this is this is the thirteenth. And, and that's book. one thing about you, Miss Doyle. I could have you on here forever, but I have Mike Kane here, the new district attorney. Well, he's running for district attorney, but uh, and I, I definitely always want you to come back because your history is so yeah. wonderful, and the thing yeah, you well, talk I, about I, in Buffalo I, is wonderful. Yeah. Oh, but uh, I want to get into these I books. Just, um, you got? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm having a book. I'm having. No, no. I want to talk about you started. You started the first book forty-one years ago, right? Yeah, 41 years ago, Buffalo's Black Community, and uh, it's a very popular book. I, and as a matter of fact, when I have my book signing on December the 16th for the new book, I will have the Buffalo's Black Community back book with me, so if people want to get a copy of that, I will have that book with me as well. What's the new book? The name of the new book is My Journey of 45 Years, Teaching African and African-American history in the home, school, and community. Wow. That's the full title. That's going to be great. And you're going to have the book signing where? It's going to be at the Meriwether Library, December 16th, from 1 to 3 p.m. p.m. in the Dr. Eva M. Doyle Auditorium. Yeah, you got an auditorium <laughs> over there. Yeah, if you didn't know that, Eva Doyle has a, the, the old Meriwether Library. The, I mean, the Meriwether Library named the, the, the auditorium inside of the library, Eva Doyle Auditorium. I so have to, I you have didn't know to that. thank Senator and, and so Tim Kennedy for that. He led the charge to have that auditorium named after yeah. me with the full support of Mayor Byron Brown right. and the library trustees. That's great. That's great. So uh, December 16th, Eva yes. Doyle is going to have a book signing. <laughs> Over at the Maryware Library, get over there, get the, yes. get her new book because her books are really great, um, and yes. we're going to hope to have you back on. And I thank I thank everybody for the support. I thank you, Mr. Saunders. You oh, have always anything. supported me, and I really appreciate anything. that. One last thing, in, in like thirty seconds, because you hit me with this one, hit us with this one. We're having the Soulful Christmas over in the African American Corridor, right on Michigan and Broadway. Real yes. quick, because I have another guest here. Tell our listeners how important that African American corridor is to the city of Buffalo and African American the black community. It's extremely important, and it's, it's only five minutes' ride from my house. I plan to be there today. 
we have to celebrate our history. We have to share it with our young people so they can take it on into the future. It's very important, Mr. Saunders. Thank you so much. That was Eva Doyle. Thank you, Ms. Doyle. Have a good day, and I hope to see okay, you over there because I'm going to come over there later. Goodbye. Uh, Senator you. Kennedy and I. Goodbye. So um, thank you so much. That was Eva Doyle, our historian, December 16th, Marywell Library. Go get her book signing. She is a great author, and we should have a lot of respect and a lot of pride in Eva Doyle for keeping our history in front of us. God bless. All right, so I got Mike Kane on the line on, in, in studio, and I apologize. I don't have Facebook today. I left all my notes, everything at home, but I'm doing this cool, right? We're still getting through here. Um, Mike Kane is the district, the deputy district attorney under John Flynn. Well, here's, the, here's the layout here. He is running. John Flynn is not running anymore for district attorney. Big shoes to fill. Good guy in the community all the time. Mike Kane is here. He is running to fill uh, John Flynn's uh, office. He'll be the new, hopefully he'll be our new district attorney. Mike Kane. good morning. Morning, Kerry. How, how you doing? Mike, uh, now tell our listeners real quick about Mike Kane so, we, so some people can, you know, you just don't hang out with John Flynn. You, you, you're you a person too, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Kerry. Yes. Kerry, uh, it's been my honor and my privilege uh, to serve as the first deputy district attorney for the last seven years. Mm -hmm. I have worked side by side with John uh, Flynn in transforming the office and in really modernizing the district attorney's office uh, with all of the changes that have taken place in the criminal justice system since 2017 when we first came in. Mm -hmm. um, in, in, as you know, our, our main function is to keep the community safe. Mm -hmm. um, and there's there's a number of things that we've done over the last seven years. I mean, there's way too many for us to talk about in the next few minutes, but some of them I would like to touch on. I mean, yeah, give us some I, bullets I'm about really, what you guys have done. Yeah. So I mean, uh, uh, let me say one thing. First, what is your, okay, what is your position under, what is your scope, scope under John Flynn? Because you had a lot of work to do in that office, too. You, some of the, Things as he's done, you've been a, a, a the, the 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 backbone of it, right? Yes, sir. So, so give us just a, you know some some of the stuff real quick that that, that Mike Kane does as the district because you're second in in control of the district attorney's office, yes, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so Kerry, what what I my responsibilities are essentially running the day to day operations mm -hmm. of the office. I mean, in a broader picture, I have helped John uh, uh, develop and implement the policies that that we run the office by. Right. We have 200 people that work for us. We have over 100 lawyers. Um, and the work we do, as you know, is critically important to the safety of the community. And I've been responsible for really managing the day-to-day mm -hmm. -day operations of the mm -hmm. office. Um, so, you know, one of the first things we did we, uh, was we recognized that we, as an office, had to expand our presence in the community mm -hmm. that is most affected by the violent crime in Erie County. And so we started a community prosecution unit. And we have people going out and volunteering at, you know, a number of the community events. You, you'll, you see us everywhere. And, you know, for example, Miss Triggs, who is an icon in the, in the east side, uh, we go to all of her events. And our people, you know, just, just a couple of weeks ago over Thanksgiving, we helped uh, deliver hundreds and hundreds of turkey dinners to people uh, that are most in need. And, and what that's done for us, Carrie, is it's given us a presence in the community. Mm -hmm. It's helped us build relationships and meet people in the community so that they know what we do and they trust us and it puts a face to our names so that we have a better working relationship with the community that is most affected by the crime. So what you're saying is because John, go to, Flynn used to go to churches and, and he he was personally involved in the community. 
that what are you going to do? I've been doing the same thing. As you know, you and I have been doing a number of churches on the east side over the last couple of years. Right. Um, I'm going to continue to do that, continue to build those relationships and develop those relationships mm-hmm. because it helps us all. It helps to keep the community safe, and, that, and that's the bottom line for us. That's what we're supposed to do. So I can tell my listeners you're going to be personally responsible and responsive to their requests and everything else, right? Absolutely. It's been my honor to get to know a number of the pastors mm-hmm. at the churches right. across the community, right. um, and I'm going to continue to build those relationships. Let's talk about, um, <coughs> since this is our first encounter and it's the first time you've been on a uh, senior moment, and we're going to, because this could be a long summer, so we'll have you back on. Um, but I want to get some of these early stuff out of the way, uh, like diversity in the district attorney's office. Now, from what I understand, there has never been, the office has never been as diverse as it is right now. You're absolutely right. And so what is your plan? So so one of the very first initiatives that John and I had when we took over mm-hmm. in 2017 was to expand the, you know, the diversity hiring um, in our office, mm-hmm. not just of the lawyers, but that's a critical piece of it. Of course, we have 112 lawyers and we have more than tripled the diversity in our office. Okay. We've, we've hired people of color every opportunity we get. We've, we've, um, we've introduced ourselves into the University of Buffalo Law School. We have some of our young lawyers teaching there, mm-hmm. and we've um, developed relationships with the, with the law school so that we can get the young African-American lawyers that are coming out of UB Law School that, that come to want to work for us. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So they, 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 they like a um, they come out and you have a place to go to work right away and get some experience under their feet, right? Yep. We hit, we actually have an internship program that we've expanded like mm. like threefold. We went from like five or six interns a, uh, in the summer mm. a year. These are law students, right. and and we've expanded it to more than twenty people. And and so that way, when we get young law students coming to work for us in the mm. summer, they see what we do, they see how uh, we're help, we're trying to help the community, and then they want to come to work for us. Well, tell us about your involvement with the. Uh, and tell us about will this still happen about your involvement with um, the community groups like Stop the Violence and Snug and all that other stuff and they've been working uh, diligently in the community to try to combat the on the spot crime you might say people coming out of the train stations and stuff and they've been so what what is the relationship there is that is that relationship going to get stronger is it going to grow or what it's going to continue to grow it's it's you know when we came in right away we we um reinitiated the the relationship with pastor giles as right. you know uh so well mm-hmm. um because organizations like that are on the street they're they're in the trenches so to speak mm-hmm. and and when we have good relationships with them it obviously helps us do our jobs and it helps keep the community safe so we were instrumental in bringing uh pastor giles and his organization into Erie County Medical Center mm-hmm. um, where they have first contact with the victims uh, and they are very helpful to us in the community and we we've John has really developed those relationships yes, yes. and I've been there by his side and, and I've gotten to know these people quite well and mm-hmm. you know it's a tremendous asset to us in our office okay so that that's great I mean you, so I'm just asking you these things because it's the beginning here so we can get some so some of our listeners to get them feel of the way you feel inside so what are you what are you going to bring to the office that we haven't seen with the John John Flynn brought a lot of stuff. I mean, a, a lot of people never the last DA before John Flynn, people didn't never see him. You, yep. you saw a lot of John Flynn. Yep. So what are you going to bring to the office that we can see a lot of Mike Kane? I'm gonna I'm gonna follow in John's footsteps. I think, quite frankly, Kerry, he set a, a great blueprint out there for us, and I've been with him doing the same things mm-hmm. and trying to get into the community. 
you know, and I, I look, we can continue to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I will continue to develop those relationships uh, for myself uh, in the same ways that John has. I think it's important that we have a strong presence in the community and people know what we do. Um, and and I'm, I'm going to continue to do what we've been doing for the last seven years. You wanted years. to give us an example of some of the stuff you've been doing um, that affects the community. Go ahead and do that. Sure. Um, so some of the things we talked about, we you know are expanding our presence in the community with the uh, community prosecution right. unit um, and increasing our diversity. So what is the community prosecution unit? <laughs> I mean, it sounds, but people listen to it, and over the radio it says because I like I like to color in the things that people talk about. So what is that unit, and what is their responsibility, and when did it start? So it started under us in, two, in the early part of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably not the best name for the for the unit, quite frankly. But but essentially, what we do is we try we get our people that work for us, our support staff, mm-hmm. which we have 100 people that work for us that are not lawyers, right. in addition to the 112 lawyers, and we we get them to volunteer at various community events. Okay. We go out into the community. You'll see us at uh, like I said, Miss Triggs events. You'll see us out doing cleanup on the streets, mm-hmm. um, and we we have a presence in the community. We're invested in this community and making sure that the community is safe. Um, and so we, we felt like it was important to use our people to connect with the, the people that are most affected by the violent crime. So oh, so that's that's why you call it community prosecution? Yes, yes. You should, that's right. You should we got to come up with a better name. Is that you you should change that name. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Lee laughing. I thought, I thought it was a community group that put people in jail. No. <laughs> no. So. So it's a cleanup group. <laughs> yeah. And, and let me just t- touch on one, one of the things you just said there, Kerry, because it, it is a misunderstanding. A lot of people think that's all we do is put people in jail. You know, we handle over 20,000 cases a yeah. year in Erie County. You guys have been real fair. 20,000 cases. Mm-hmm. We, we've helped develop a number of, you know, diversion and treatment programs. As I'm sure you have heard, yeah. you know, we were instrumental in, in Erie County in bringing to the first court in the nation, an opiate court. That's the very first court in the nation. So we know mm-hmm. opiates is a, is a mm-hmm. significant problem, and it's killing people immediately. So mm-hmm. it's important that we worked with the court system to develop the opiate court um, because we have to deal with the underlying problems that, that force people into this, you know, these kind of criminal situations. So we've done that. We have a mental health court. We have a, um, a DWI diversion court because you're trying to deal with the problems that right. cause people to make these decisions decisions and make these mistakes and and we have a we have a veterans court so do you 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 when 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 someone's arrested for and they have a drug problem you actually look at their history and stuff and then determine if they're gonna and that's part of your job right to determine what what court they're gonna yes yes and how to resolve those cases look they're all everybody's different every Mm -hmm. case is different and you got to look at the cases individually it's a lot of work it's a lot of time but that's the fair way to do it you know we have a program called the restorative justice program that focuses on young men mostly young men that Mm -hmm. steal cars okay and it's a problem it's a significant problem in this community and across the country quite frankly but but these when you get these kids that make that you know, decision when they're 16, 17, 18 years old, mm-hmm. you know, it's important to try to get them into a program so that they don't uh, turn around and do it again six months later. Let me ask you a question because you brought that up. So, because that, that's <coughs> puzzling. So, do most of these car thefts, these kids are just taking these cars? To, I'm going to ask you a question. It's not, yeah, well, it's prevalent to what you're saying. They just take it for a joyride and then they go to your, then you can, you can determine if it's a joyride or not or what? Yeah, I mean, it, it, most of the car thefts you're t- that you're seeing in this right. county are, are exactly that. They're kids stealing cars, and they're using them for a night or a couple of nights, yeah. and then they're dumping them, and then they're going to get another. So you got a court for that, too? Yes, yes. So you, you guys are just trying to, actually trying to be fair 
to if you're a, if you're a criminal, you need to get what criminals need to get. Yep. But if you were somebody who was like in substance abuse and made you do something that's not naturally you, you and your and your personality, then you have something to help them out. hundred percent. We want. Oh, I get it. Yeah. We want to get Good people stuff. into these treatment courts that have drug problems, for right, example, right. or mental health problems. I got to get ready to go, Mike. I'm going to have you back on because it's a long summer. I just wanted to introduce you to some of our listeners, Mike. Mike Kane. Yes, sir. Uh, is and I'm going to have you back on after the holiday, and we need to talk more and just figure out well how you're going to do this and what we have in our new district, in our soon-to-be new district attorney. What would you like to say to our, our, our listeners? we got to go. I just, th- Carrie, first of all, thank you very much. I really appreciate your leadership in the community and, your, you. and your friendship. And, you know, I look forward to talking to voters over the next year um, and explaining what we do um, in the office and what I intend to do to keep, you know, continue to keep community safe. Are you coming next door to the, the, the SOFO? Oh, um, yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm on my way there right now with you. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, I, <laughs> all right. That's Mike Kane. He's running for district attorney, taking our good friend John Flynn's place. we got to push Mike Kane because we need somebody that's going to be good to our community and fair. We're going to see you here next week on uh, WFO Radio 96.5, 1080. A senior moment. Love you. Get out. Have a good time.